going on guys welcome to film code this is a special episode reviewing the beginning of wandavision episodes one and two we're so blessed to have a full staff here today to go over this new mcu content so let's enjoy let's talk mcu first i got to introduce my co-hosts that are here with me today phoenix what's up man what's going on sir really excited to be here and ready to talk some mcu finally finally let's go Absolutely. We're also joined by Nick wearing his Bills stuff. It's a game day. How you doing? Doing well. Super excited to be here. Um, I originally was supposed to be driving today, so I was going to be in the car during this episode. But tomorrow is now my new driving day. So tomorrow will be my my in the car episode, which will make a six and a half hour drive go by a little bit quicker talking to you guys for two hours. So that's always a good thing. And go Bills today. Yes, echo that. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, they have won. Nonetheless, we're joined by our fourth co-host, Brandon. So happy to have you back on with us for another episode after your hiatus. Uh, how you doing? Man, it, it's it's great to be back. Um, it's still, I hopefully it's an official thing to where I can just have weekends off every other weekend. But still working with it, trying to get back off flight duty. So, but yeah, it's great to be back. It's great to be talking more MCU guys. It, it, it's crazy. The MCU is back. We, I, we can actually <laughs> talk about new stuff. It's great. You didn't see Black Widow last year? <laughs> you missed out on that? Uh, man, I don't think any of us saw Black Widow last year. <laughs> so to echo these guys' point, uh, if you're unaware, which if you're listening to our show, chances are you are. But just in case you're unaware, this is the first MCU content we've gotten since Spider-Man Far From Home, which came out in July of 2019. Obviously, the year 2020 hit the movie industry hard and MCU and Disney decided to pull back all their content. This was actually the show that was supposed to be released after Falcon and the winter soldier, but due to some shooting conflicts and just designs at Disney, they decided to put this one first, the first two episodes dropped on Disney plus. And before we get into talking about it, I just want to say this is a spoiler packed episode. We are talking spoilers for WandaVision. We're not doing a spoiler-free review or anything like that. This is your warning right now. If you haven't watched episode one and two of WandaVision, watch it. Come back, hear our thoughts. If you have watched it, great. Hopefully you can uh, agree with our takes here. So... Heavenly shades of night are falling. It's twilight time. Wanda and Vision... Oh, we have five pets. This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, 
Oh, this is gonna be a gas. Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Deep in the dark, your kiss spilled through. This is really happening. Like days of old, lighting the spark of love that fills me. Am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. couple you know oh i don't think that was ever in question episodes one of two i want to start with brandon because i know that he watched it twice and phoenix you did too so i'm excited to hear your guys talk but but brandon overall before we dive into specifics what were your overall thoughts on these first two episodes uh my overall thoughts was <clears throat> so it was kind of filmed in the style of like a 50s sitcom 60s sitcom i think that's what really worked for it you know so that's something that really stuck stuck uh, stuck out to me, and that's something that really had me hooked the entire time, because it's just a fun time. You get to you get you get to basically watch a sitcom while developing a little story between Wanda and Vision. It's great. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more that that fifties sixties comedy vibe is something we'll definitely be talking about more. But Phoenix, just overall thoughts um, after these first two episodes. What are what are they from you? Yeah, I, I echo that same sentiment. The the whole sitcom aspect of it, them playing with like the fifties and and that style of storytelling and television from that era, I I was just so impressed with that because I I thought that maybe they would do that, you know, in like it, it wouldn't be central to the story, but it was, and it actually made for a great show, and it was just. It felt like watching Bewitched and like, you know, the Honeymooners and things like that. So it was a really, it was just a really cool vibe. I dug it. Yeah. I, I, what Phoenix said, like, I, I really got old show vibes. Like, I Love Lucy, yeah. um, Honeymooners for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nick, what, what were your thoughts on these first two episodes? Yeah, just to, to echo some of the thoughts uh, that these guys said, like, it was a lot of fun. The first episode was 50s. Second episode was 60s. Next episode will be 70s. I think that that's the format that they're going to use. It sounded like these shows were taking place at that time, not even just the looks and the feel, but also the sound. Um, I love the the mid-episode commercials. We got like a Stark yeah. toaster, <laughs> and we got like a Hydra, like I forget the company, but it was like a Hydra watch in the second one. So um, mm -hmm. some Easter eggs there um so super fun excited to to dive into more specifics i love everything you guys said um as far as my viewing experience it's just so refreshing to see marvel and specifically the mcu do something different you know i'm first in line to dog the mcu on just repeating the same things being inconsequential especially as of late and not doing anything different but this is extremely different this is opposite end of the spectrum different and that comes with a lot of risks obviously and this show is not going to work for general audiences i feel like i feel like if you are a true diehard mcu fan if you like these characters you'll check this out of course but for general audiences 
they won't like this. And that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there's, you, you don't know what's going on. Sure. They give us little hints, which we'll be sure to talk about here in a moment. Um, but it's refreshing with how they're moving the story along. They haven't really told us anything yet. And that's kind of the point of a TV show. Um, yep. I really thought the comedy worked in the first one specifically. Um, I, not that I have any issues with the second one or anything like that, but as a kickoff to the show, I thought the witty humor really worked. I thought it was funny. I feel like Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are just naturally funny people as is. Sure, they're given jokes to to say and to act out, but I feel like if they were improvising, they'd be funny as well. But let's kind of focus on that first episode, the big kickoff introduction of this show, and just some thoughts on that first episode, what we saw. Uh, Nick, we'll start with you this time. Yeah. Um, like, like you mentioned, totally different from what the MCU does. And, and I hope that from these shows, they kind of go in a different direction. Um, I think it would definitely become very repetitive if, if these shows didn't really add anything new and, and obviously they're going to go along and in the canon of the MCU. So that'll be, you know, exciting to see what kind of plays out. But I thought the first episode was a lot of fun um like nathan mentioned the the humor is great i think they you know nail the vibes of the era that they're in you know we get um some interesting characters the the boss um it was fun to kind of play off their characters and and assume that it was their anniversary um wanda being you know from Europe originally having, you know, an accent in the first movie that she was in and then, you know, mysteriously <laughs> dropping it. But these characters really haven't had their own kind of story be told. You know, we don't have a Wanda movie. We don't have a Vision movie. So I think these two characters to kick off the shows is, is just perfect. I fully agree with you there it's like you said it's it, just to ease everyone back into the mcu <clears throat> after just like the, the greatest like a great climax after endgame and far from home you have two big blockbusters have action-packed stuff and you're kind of just easing it in because originally we we're supposed to have falcon and the winter soldier at first and as mm-hmm. much as i can't wait to see that i think it was better to go with wandavision first you know definitely I agree with that statement as well, because Falcon and the Winter Soldier, at least from everything we suspect it's going to be, we heard it's going to be, it looks like it's going to follow that similar MCU type, lots of action characters we know, which is not a bad thing, but nonetheless, um, as far as going different and expanding uh, outside their comfort zone, this was a good start. Phoenix, let's hear from you as far as uh, first episode. 
Oh, that first episode is probably so far my favorite. Uh, just because, like I said, I think they nailed the 50s aesthetic. I was getting very big honeymooners vibes from it. Uh, I also love the canned laughter that they put in there, like just just so yeah. specific to uh, to that era of uh, of television. When uh, and and sorry to cut you off, but when have you ever heard someone say I love a laugh track? Right, right. But, <laughs> just, but we do. Yeah. On, on on this, it just works. It's just it, it made it so much funnier. It was nice to like. It was almost nostalgic, even though like, you know, this is a brand new show. It, it was very. It, it just gave us great vibes. I want to. I absolutely have to. Uh, I love that. Uh, Kitty Foreman is uh, makes an appearance in this first episode. Like, how great was that to see her? It it was it was fantastic and. Catherine Hahn, whom I absolutely love, just killed it. I, I I love this first episode. It was it was a great introduction, and it was a, a it was a great way to bring this show up because it, it's so different, so unique, and it just it makes you wonder. Is this, it's, I'm kind of almost upset that we get an episode every week because I'm like I just want to know exactly where this is going because I'm so intrigued. If there wasn't yeah, kind of to. Sorry, go ahead, you, go ahead, uh, I'm just. I got one thing to say before before I, you can go ahead. If they released it all at once, we'd only be doing one episode compared to weekly reviews like we're doing now. So yeah, really yeah. right. So oh, I really, I really think that this episode in particular, and I guess you could say this about both, had enough of. Let's remind people that this is a larger universe. Let's remind them there's a, a big question in play something's fishy not everything is as it seems but they didn't shove it in your face they let you have a good time like you're watching a a that 70s show or a you know other comedies that they were going for that's just the first one off the top of my head they're watching this show just to relax just to enjoy just to kill some time and have some fun you don't have to to watch something with big spectacle and blowing up the world and good versus evil and superheroes with their superpowers. Like you're just watching this 25, 20 minute episode that they have little sprinkles, little spices of there's something bigger. And I liked (laughs) that. I liked that they're easing their way in. And this is what I'm talking about. Um, When I said at the beginning, this might not be for general audiences because we're gonna have to wait for answers. We might not get answers for a month. We might not get answers till episode six, till episode five. And that will bother people. But for us and for you listening, most likely you're okay with that. And I like that they're easing their way into it. Brandon, I, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I think you had something to say. That's no, all good. I was going to say, <clears throat> um, I was about to actually mention the same thing as you, just how they're easing into it. Because like the Mandalorian, like right off the bat, you're just thrown right into the main story at the the end of the first episode. You just get the reveal of the child and then boom, it's just like nonstop from there. This show is able to take its time because it's, it's progressing a story. Like it's, it's just showing off little sitcoms uh, bits while just sprinkling little things into there. Like the, like the, the colored in helicopter and the, the guy with the beekeeper costume on. So, like, they're able to ease into it without just being full on, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. Yeah, I think that was the one thing that really kind of took me by surprise is, you know, the first episode has that really sort of I Love Lucy vibe where it's like, 
you know, the wife thinks one thing, the husband thinks another, they, oh, oh, they've messed up. It's so cacophonous or whatever. And that's goofy and that's funny and that's great. And then the second episode, they're, they're doing a talent show. It's like, what, I guess what kind of threw me off was I was like, you know, I'm so used to the MCU being like, okay, you know, we got to introduce the villain. We got to, you know, show the conflict and we got to race to the finish. And this is really sort of like pulled back and it's like, no, we're actually doing a television show. Like, it's like, it feels like a, a, a completely like unique series where it's like, oh no, they have these side adventures that they have to do. And it has nothing to do with, you know, saving the world. It's basically how they use their powers in a real world situation. So I just, I love that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I love when the MCU does that. I mean, Nathan and I have talked about this on multiple occasions is one of my favorite standalone MCU movies and one of my favorite villains in, in the MCU is Vulture and, and Spider-Man Homecoming is because it's such a, a small scale story. It's not about really saving the world and, and good versus evil. Like Vulture is a great villain. Like he doesn't want to end the world or wipe out entire, you know, populations. Like he just wants to to provide for his family and in the way that he does that is just not um ethically responsible and you know it's not like this big grand scale story and and i think the first episode specifically before we move into the second episode does a great job at just saying subtly like yep we're we're still in the mcu you know you have wanda's powers and vision's powers and like i mentioned earlier the the stark toaster commercial and, and even at the end like we get the the tv on the you know plane spaceship whatever it was you know we kind of get like yep you're you're in the mcu just just to remind you and and i think that's great yeah um also touching on the the vulture thing like you said he lets spider-man walk once he knows that he's spider-man he doesn't want to kill him he doesn't want to kill anyone he lets him go and says you know don't 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 stand in my way again, or I will take action. So just wanted to comment on that real quick, but um, I do want to move into episode two because there, we got a broad uh, range of things to cover and we've got a lot of people to talk about it. So moving into episode two, for me personally, this was the episode that wasn't as strong, but you know, that's, that's TV shows. There are going to be weaker episodes and by God, I'm not saying it was a weak episode at all. I just didn't think it was as strong as the first one. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I thought it was fun with, I guess, Vision having gum in his gears and that (laughs) made him drunk, resemble a a drunk person. Um, And it was fun seeing Wanda kind of play around with, with him almost revealing his powers and things like that. But yeah, kind of thoughts on episode two. Uh, What'd you guys think, Brandon? What'd you think? I uh I personally enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say as much as the first one, but I think with the route they're going with how they, like I said uh, a couple minutes ago, how they sprinkled little things into there, I think it works. Um, More of a story progression because you have Wanda starting to realize like something's not right here because like you had Wanda with Dottie, I think that was her name, and Mm -hmm. like she was bleeding red. She's like, what in the world? Let me batch you up. And she's and then even Dottie's like, who are you having like some kind of like mystical like realization that like something's something's wrong? And then same with um 
the same towards the end when the beekeeper comes out and she's like, no, and just reverses time. Like, mm. I'm I'm confused about what happened there. Like, if she knows that she's if she knows she's kind of trapped in there, but at the same time doesn't, you know. We'll, but um, we'll get into all that momentarily. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Overall, I like this episode a lot, just not as much as the first one. Nick, what about you? I was gonna say it seems like in, unless Phoenix liked the first episode more, it seems like I'm in the the minority. I actually liked the the second episode a little bit more than than the first episode. Not not like I hated the first episode and loved the second one. It was it was definitely like a subtle progression. Um, you know, I think from the beginning, like we knew that they were going to have to get into some, some stuff that revealed and revealed itself subtly and, and slowly over time. Like this is where I feel like it's going to start to get really good. Like it's already great. Like the show's great. And so far, but I think this is where it kind of like puts it, put the foot on the, on the pedal, you know, things are, are starting to, to happen. Like, you know, Brandon mentioned with the beekeeper, and with the colored helicopter and, and how they changed colors over um, at the end of the episode into, into color. But I just think that the second episode was interesting there because things were starting to happen. And I love when things start to happen and you're kind of like, okay, something's going on here. It's like, it's like um, I'm thinking of ending things. Like, you know, something's up, but you just don't know yet. And I think it was the perfect like one, two punch for the first two episodes. Yeah, and See, I, but it <laughs> you have okay. With I'm think I don't want to touch on this too much because we're talking about one division. Not I thinking of endings, but with I'm thinking of endings, it had you confused, but and then it ended with you being confused. Oh, this no. is actually leading somewhere. You can't say right, that Phoenix, yet because we haven't here. seen the ending. <laughs> so well, I want to say I loved the black and white aesthetic. First of all, like I I definitely. can obviously them. Switching the colors um, was different, was unique, but I, I personally love the black and white aesthetic. If the whole show remained black and white, I would have loved that. But nonetheless, I, I think they pulled off that well. Their voices, their 50s voices, like the Echo Phoenix mentioned earlier, was fantastic. But Phoenix, real quickly, what were your overall thoughts on the second episode? Um, I, I am a bit mixed on it because on, on one hand I definitely did enjoy I, I really enjoyed the 50s aspect and uh, I was really digging that and I was kind of hoping they would stick with it for a few more episodes before uh, you know going into 60s or 70s and stuff like that um, so that's where I was sort of upset with it but I, I dug it because it is diving more into you know what is happening and it's it's intriguing and it's such an interesting story because it's like where does this go like that that's where i'm like i'm like anxious for this third episode because i'm like i really just want to know where this goes it's and they play up so well and i gotta mention again katherine Hahn is my favorite part of this of this episode at least because she's so funny like at the um at the uh planning committee meeting She's like, Jesus, how is anybody doing this sober? She's so funny. She's like richly funny. And I hope they do more with her character. Um, but yeah, like it's just, I had a good time with this. I think it's really fun. It's just a really fun episode. You know what I'm saying? But the intrigue is there. I need that third episode like now. <laughs> well, let's dive right into it then. We've all brought it up in some capacity of 
something's not right. Something's not as it seems. Whether you have the something that no one's talked about yet is like when they're at the table and the boss is choking mm, and yeah. the boss's wife, Mrs. Hart, is laughing absurdly, almost she creepily. Yeah, and she just repeats stop it over and over again. Yeah, that and was really good. Wanda in her normal voice, not in her echoey talk through a cup voice, just normally says, like, Vision, help him. And there you go. And it's just the same thing. She she says no to the beekeeper and things like that. So yeah, I think it's was, also I think it's also odd that Wanda and Vision don't really know where they are. You know, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure Wanda has done a couple of things that shows maybe she's a little more keen on what's going on, but they didn't know when they got together. They didn't know where they're from, where they met, you know, that the whole scene before Mr. Hart actually starts choking. They didn't know. They didn't know all those questions. So what's going on there is definitely intriguing, but let's get into all these kind of whatever you want to start with on these theories about the guy with the book or why they're in a show or the beekeeper or whatever you want to start with. Let's kind of get into these theories here. Um, Brandon, why don't you start? Okay. Um, Just a theory that I'm throwing right off the top of my head. I think the guy on the radio is um, the, the FBI agent from Ant-Man, the Wasp. I need to pull up his name, but I think it's Dev. I think it's him. Um, I think, I think they're in the I'm thinking of ending two. things universe. <laughs> nope. And there's and nope. there's aliens. Jesse Buckley in the MCU. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, I think uh, I heard Randall somewhere. Park. Okay, yeah. you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, and, uh, uh, Randall Park, who plays uh, Jimmy Wu, the FBI agent from Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think he is going to have a very important role into how he gets them out because I saw some trailer footage of him just like running in the field or something. So go ahead, Phoenix. Um, that's, that's a good theory. Um, I'm going to go with um, one that I think is a little bit closer to the comics. I think that's actually cat that's calling them. And I think the person with the book that you see at the end of the first episode is Maria Hill. And that's because at least in the comic version, Maria Hill is is sort of a kind of a I wouldn't say like a vil like she's not a villain, but she's sort of like a uh, she's a bit of an asshole. She like she Phoenix? like yeah, she has like her own agenda that's like separate from Nick Fury's. So like I don't she's know. Rogue. I feel like yeah, she's she she's rogue. rogue. So I think rogue I think one. that's her. I think she probably found a way to put. You know, Wanda envision this in this scenario to where um, they don't know they're in there. They don't know how they got there, and that's why they're they're confused about those questions. Is because it's like, yeah, how did we get here? I think they know that they had a life before then, but they really can't recall it because you know some something's blocking them from from remembering that to keep the rest of the world safe. So that's my theory. Onto, oh. onto where they are. And another thing, another piece to the puzzle that we're trying to solve is um, the name escapes me right now, but the little girl from Captain Marvel who's all grown up. Tiana Paris. Yeah. She lies about her name. She lies about who she is. So maybe she is there to keep tabs on them, to watch over them. I don't know why you would lie about your name unless 
you were up to something or you were told to lie. Um, regardless, she is a big piece in the puzzle. I'm absolutely sure of that. Um, where that puzzle fits yet, I'm not sure. But Nick, what, what theories do you have? Where do you want to start with any of that? I was going to say, you, you beat me to the punch. I was going to say before Brandon found the the guy's name is that the little girl from Captain Marvel is the, the older woman. Evidently, I heard, but I guess it's it's true. I just didn't look into it further. But I don't know. It's just like there's – I think for me to like actually have a theory, it'll take like another episode. I mean like right now I'm just kind of like enjoying the, the kind of mystery like – the first thing I noticed in the second episode was like they were in a completely different house. Um, they were? <laughs> you, yeah, they were like in a completely different house. Like if you go back when they're doing the like talent show rehearsals, it's totally different from the, the first house that they were in. Um, so. That's good. There was that. I didn't notice that either. <laughs> That, that was literally I, the first I, thing I noticed. I was like, is this their basement? Or are they like in a completely well, different house? At least but the door also, was in the same place. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, not even, not even the door. Like, the door is, like, mm-hmm. in the corner in in the second episode. But in the first episode, it's, like, a little bit away from the corner. So go check that out after the show. Wow. Look at that. That's that's why you come here and you listen to Film Code Podcast. Because we... <laughs> We drop knowledge like the that. Doors. Good job, Nick. That's yeah. that's some fantastic like insight. I mean, even even the the wardrobe that that they had, like, I feel like that has something to either do with um, in Wakanda when when um, Black Panther's sister is taking out the just trying to take out the stone from Vision's head, or when um, like Thanos rips it out of his head. Like, I feel like one of those two things has to be connected to the wardrobe. Because if you like look in the wardrobe, it's like the stone and all the light coming from it. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I'm not ready to like have a, a theory other than aliens. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. Someone else take it away. Yeah, I'm. I'm really curious as to what uh, as to who everyone thinks the beekeeper is. Like I, I don't have a guess right now. I'm, I'm just curious if anyone has a theory on that or, so far, or why. You know, or it, why. it could be an insignificant person, part of a larger play. Plus, I also, I also want to point out how weird it is that a beekeeper comes out of a sewer. Like, like that's, what's going that's, on there? Yep, <laughs> of course, it's part of the mystery. Yeah. I personally have not looked up any theory videos because just in case there's Neither some YouTuber out there or some journalist out there that knows what's going on or has a very strong theory i don't necessarily want to to know like i don't want to watch 700 theory videos and then when it actually happens on screen be like oh that's what that one youtuber said so now i'm not as shocked it's exactly why nick and i don't watch trailers anymore you know brandon you mentioned something about the trailers for those of you listening maybe you know nick and i don't watch trailers anymore because they give things they give too many things away about the movie. Yeah, show, the only, shows are a little different, but still, we haven't watched this. So the only, the trailer, only thing that I really saw was the TV tre- teasers that I saw that were like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, so the only movie trailer we've seen in the last six months is the Batman and Dune. So we didn't even we didn't even watch this trailer. But nonetheless, I'm I'm a little lacking on the theory videos. That's why I'll kind of. I don't have any grand theories for you or any speculation, but 
Um, I will be looking at a few. Don't get me wrong. I'll be looking at a few. <laughs> um, as far as the beekeeper, that is by far the the weirdest thing that happened in, in my mind, at least, because you got someone on the radio, whoever that person is saying like, who's doing this to you. So it's not in their control. They're not there willingly. Um, it would make sense that someone's trying to get these heroes out of whatever state, whatever coma, wherever they are. Um, and then you've got the choking incident. That was odd. And then not only does a beekeeper come out of a sewer, but she, says no and reverses time that that whole thing is just so bizarre and i can't wait to get answers for it knowing the mcu they will give us a good answer and i can't wait why does, does anyone else have any theory specifically on the the beekeeper um i i'm not it's not really a theory um it's something that i read in the comics it's there's a little logo that he has on his back it's something i also noticed on the on the helicopter or the plane it's a it's yeah, a it sword logo yeah, there is a re- oh. there is a reoccurring symbol that happens quite a few times. You brought it up. Um, it's on the helicopter. It's on the Stark toaster. Yeah. Um, it's little Easter eggs that definitely plays into a larger picture. So I saw we'll see what happens that, there. I saw a TikTok that said what the logo was, but I forget what it is now. Okay. If so it's a it'll... if it's a sword logo, that really just. Uh, really emphasizes i think my theory that it's maria hill because sword is obviously the uh spinoff of shield that uh you know came about after the this dam and the shield so i i really think maria hill takes a more uh command of that unit and, and they she's need her allowed too. to do yeah and they and need her too her character has been absolutely irrelevant in the yeah. mcu so, so i really well, hope that i mean my my last question, um, unless anything anybody has anything else, is this really? I mean, the MCU. They said that this these shows mattered to the MCU. They weren't just for fun. You know, we know that Vision is dead. You know, in in Infinity War he was killed. In Endgame he wasn't back. With this show, do we think that either a he's gonna? It's like a past thing like where black widow takes place before Endgame and infinity war do we think it's kind of like in that realm of things and it like answers some questions or do we think that vision is is going to be back in the timeline because i think it's more of the second one i think that there's going to be a way for him and wanda to come back on the other side of Endgame. you mean the m the mcu is going to resurrect someone that's dead no (laughs) no they can't keep an important character dead they would never do the mcu always they never have the guts to kill someone no no yeah so vision vision will be back yeah yeah i i i disagree i think i think i I don't know how long they're going to keep the show going. To me, it's it feels like a one or two season type of show um, because I'm just not sure how long you can maintain that uh, style. But uh, in that sense, I actually do believe Vision is gone. Uh, I believe everything that we're seeing is being done to Wanda. So like, it's not like they're doing this to Wanda and Vision. It's not like they got Vision body or something like this is all Wanda and she's like every every person that we've met is a figment of her imagination so like you know what I'm saying probably the only one is like, I'm is, thinking of ending things it, it, huh. 
anyway, like, like, yeah, it's probably like, it's like that. So like, once we get to the end of this, I think, I think it'll still be that vision is gone. And, and that unfortunately means the end of Paul Bettany in the MCU, but I think he's, he's done his, his due diligence. I, I really like that theory. I do. I like that. I do too. Someone is using her. Someone's controlling her for, for whatever purpose. And this is her coma state, her dream state, whatever it is. That still doesn't necessarily explain the no or in backwards time or whatever. I I was just going to explain that. Uh, I do believe that as this is happening, um, someone is trying to pull her out of it, but she really doesn't want to leave it. Like it's, it's more comforting. She's got vision. She's got this happy home life. You know, and she's pretty much happy here. So I feel like whomever it is in that beekeeper outfit is someone she feels like is there to disrupt the life that they've built. And even though, you know, she's, I don't think she's cognizant of, you know, what's happening to her, but I do think she knows that she can use her powers effectively to change things. So that's where I think that no comes in and she's able to rewind things. So that's, that's, this is my theory. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And I mean, I even, like even, even thinking about that, like her powers, I mean, we've seen the, the vast extent of her powers, even in these two episodes, like time, you know, she can like change things. She can like reform things. Obviously we know that like she can float objects in the air. So maybe like, she did this to herself and she like mm. put her in this state to like be back with vision. I don't know, but I I'm liking Phoenix's theory. I hope that this is kind of like a, a Truman show esque type of thing where like nice. she's somewhere and like people are trying to get her out and she's kind of like the, the space time continuum is kind of like bending and, and that's what those anomalies are. I trust I trust what the MCU is doing here. I do. As as someone who's been dogging them as of late, Ooh. I do trust what they're doing. Um, wow. Even if they bring Vision back, I think there is going to be a good reason for it. Um, even though I do like Phoenix's idea, I hope that's what it is. That sounds great, and they get some heartfelt goodbye at the in the last episode, add, even further adding to Wanda's character arc, which no one's brought up yet. She is in... Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. That's right. confirmed. So assuming, right, we don't know when this is, like Brandon brought it up. Assuming this show takes place sandwiched in between Endgame and Doctor Strange Multiverse. Assuming that's the case, um, she'll be out of this state and fine. Or maybe Doctor Strange is to pull her out in some capacity. This will be maybe, wrapped up. Maybe, maybe this has something to do with the time stone. There's different time periods. Maybe this is the intro to the multiverse. Who knows? I trust what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, I, I will say, like, I think we're going to have... Because they were saying, um, like, even, like, they were doing, like, this little press conference. Benedict Cumberbatch showed up. I think Doctor Strange will be in the show in some way, shape, or form. Mm. Because they, they were saying um, before, when they first started announcing these shows, that these are going to be directly tied into the movies, and you have to watch the shows to understand the movies, you know? Well, I hope so. I, I think that'd right. be really cool. I think, especially with the eerie stuff going on, if Doctor Strange can show up in the last episode or one of the last episodes and not be an integral character, but be a, a cameo spot and help her get out of this state or because or, obviously he's the all-knowing, the wise one, I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool. 
I was going to say, I definitely think like a episode eight, season two Mandalorian type of thing could could happen. But I'm convinced now talking about this on the show that the time stone has to do with something. It has to. <laughs> well, the time stone still is in Doctor Strange's possession, right? So Right, but I, I still feel like something has to be going on. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to kind of go off of that and say something with the stone that vision had will be brought up will be i'm not saying it's the the reason why everything is going on but i'm saying it's going to show up at at some point create some type of conflict and things like that so um is your husband tired of you burning his toast try our new and improved toastmate 2000 it's the go-to for clever housewives Say, this machine has some shine. You said it. The all-new Toastmate 2000 by Stark Industries. Forget the past. This is your future. They say a man is never fully dressed without two important accessories. His special lady... And his Strucker. Strucker, he'll make time for you. Word, guys, on whatever you want. Phoenix, let's start with you. What's what's your last word, last thoughts before episode three? Hurry Do up. we want to, like, rate it? No, like, not yet. Not yet. All right. Yeah, we want to wait till the end of the season. Um... For me, uh, hurry up on that on that third episode. I need it. Um, but I love this show so far. It's really got me intrigued. It's got me anxious. Like I said, I got so many theories, and I'm just I'm so curious to find out where it goes from here. But overall, great first step into the into the next phase of the MCU. Very interested in, in where this goes. Brandon, final final thoughts from you. I'll say the same thing Phoenix said, like, I need episode three. Um, This show is developing on a path that I'm really liking, and I can't wait to see more of it. I'm excited to see how this shapes up for the future of the MCU. And um, just overall, like, it's just just a fun show for right now already. So I'm excited. Um, One thing, one last thing I want to touch on is the, the Marvel intro that we got. It's just yeah. a tad different. They added endgame footage, and the, when it shows off the original six, they turn gray, meaning like their 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 oh. stories are over. They're retired, and they're progressing with the future of the MCU. And I, that's just a little fun aspect that I noticed, a little cool aspect that I noticed. So, yeah, I'm ready for these next episodes. I'm ready to see how the season shapes up. I did. I did notice um, Iron Man was gray, and I thought that was maybe them like pushing War Machine now as the. That would be sweet. More not <laughs> not as the new Tony Stark or anything, but just showing that Iron Man is gone and they're just going to move War Machine in into that little spot there. All right, Nick, final thoughts. Uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, since since really becoming a TV or a, a movie person, TV shows have kind of gone out the window unless like there are a lot of episodes. So this is really the first time in in a long time where I've been in a scenario where each episode each week comes out and and i feel like the more the episodes come out the better it will become just because of the anticipation 
Um, I'm reserving all judgments about theories and, and everything going on just because I'm, I'm excited. There's so many things that it could be, and I'm just looking forward to this new direction in, in the MCU. Before I watched the show, before I clicked play, we knew that we were getting Loki, Hawkeye, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision shows. If I would have lined those up in anticipation, this would have been last. And maybe because it just seemed so odd. It seemed so weird. Maybe it's because we've seen two episodes. We know what we're getting right now. This has me more excited than the other shows. Probably Hawkeye would be next, but um, this is great. I think they're nailing it so far. Obviously we have a lot more to watch, but from what we've gotten, it's so refreshing Um, and really looking forward to this. For those of you listening, Film Code Podcast is going to be doing weekly reviews just like this after every single episode drops. So we'll be back here next week reviewing episode three, reviewing episode four, and so on and so forth. If you want to keep up with us, make sure you subscribe. However you're listening to this, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, whatever it is you do to rate us. Keep up with us. We're going to be back here every single week reviewing the episode. So... Just want to make sure you keep up with us there. Also, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Film Code Pod. We'll be talking WandaVision. We'll be talking movies, movies, of course, like always. And then this is a side segment of Film Code Podcast. The four of us do a larger show for an hour and a half, two hours every week where we talk about just general movie news, review giant movies. We've talked about huge 2020 releases and some classics as well. If you enjoyed listening to us talk about this, you got to check out our bigger episodes because those are fantastic as well. More time to get to know us as well. So, Brandon, where can the people find you if they want to talk more WandaVision with you? You guys can find me at <clears throat> F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C, ears on Twitter and Letterboxd. That's Fantasmic Ears. I, um, yeah, like I, I keep mentioning this every week that I'm on. I'm now logging my films so you can just see what I'm watching and stuff. But, um, yeah, go check me out over on those platforms. Thank you guys again for listening. Nick, what about you? Yeah, you can find me on Letterboxd at Nick Spain. Um, I have seven reviews to write, so that'll probably uh, take up a, a good amount of my day. But super excited to, to watch more WandaVision. This is the first MCU content that we've gotten on the show that's live. So super excited to keep going. Yes, sir. Phoenix, how, how about you? Well, you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. <clears throat> and on Letterboxd under P.A. Cloudin. And uh, like Nathan always says, follow the show on Twitter at FilmCodePod. Yep. And uh, yeah, more excited for more WandaVision, man. Can't wait. Absolutely. My name has been Nathan Pig. It's been a pleasure hosting with these guys. Got the big group here for WandaVision. Like I said, we are going to be doing this every week post WandaVision. So watch the episodes. Come check us out. Hear what we have to say. Join in on the discussion at Film Code Pod. We will definitely be asking WandaVision questions over there. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you, Nick. This has been Film Code. Peace.